Good morning and welcome to all pilgrims and visitors to Martyr's Shrine. May your day be one filled with peace and blessings. Today we celebrate the 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The celebrant of this Mass will be Father Michael Knox. This Mass will be offered for Mr. Lastimosa, Lastimoso for Thanksgiving. Please stand and join in our opening hymn, number 742 in the Blue Gather Book, number 742, The Church's One Foundation. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Sisters and brothers, we gather in this sacred place where Saint Jean de Brébeuf and his companions walked, where they served, and where they loved Christ in an embrace so great that they offered their own lives to him. Here you come as pilgrims, journeying along these men, hoping to grow in your relationship with Jesus, hoping to find that place of embrace in your own hearts where you can lovingly offer yourself to the world. Jesuit fathers and I are thrilled that you are present and have taken this time on this walk of pilgrimage. We are also very grateful to welcome today the choir from St. Margaret Duville Parish in Brampton, who every year come on this time to sing and to praise God for us in our worship. As we gather before the altar of the Lord, we are conscious of our weaknesses and our strengths, of our gifts and how we've chosen to use them. And so now we take a moment, as is our tradition, in silence to say together in song the mercy we ask of God, counting on his love.
And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to life everlasting. Let us pray. Show favor, O Lord, on your servants, and mercifully increase the gifts of your grace, that made fervent in hope, faith, and charity, they may be ever watchful in keeping your commands. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Let us be seated and listen to the living word of God. A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of the Mamre as Abraham sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, My Lord, if I find favor with you, 
do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread that you may refresh yourselves and after that you may pass on since you have come to your servant. So they said, do as you have said. And Abraham hastened into the tent to Sarah and said, make ready quickly three measures of choice flour, knead it and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant who hastened to prepare it. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to Abraham, where is your wife Sarah? And he said, there in the tent. Then one said, I will surely return to you in due season and your wife Sarah shall have a son. The word of the Lord. Responsorial Psalm, Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you.
A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. Brothers and sisters, I am now rejoicing in my suffering for your sake, and in my flesh I am completing what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the Church. I became its servant according to God's commission that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known, the mystery that was hidden throughout the ages and generations has now been revealed to his saints. To them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It is Christ whom we proclaim, warning every person and teaching every person in all wisdom so that we may present every person mature in Christ. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Now as Jesus and his disciples went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by many of her tasks. So she came to Jesus and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need only of one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. The Gospel of the Lord. In the first reading today, we see in the life of Abraham, the great prophet and founder of the Hebrew people from which God promised many generations, another moment of miracle and grace that touches upon our life as we begin to understand the role of Jesus in our hearts. Abraham going about his tasks of caring for his family and expanding the people of Israel was visited by three men. Soon as he saw them coming before him, he saw a light shining from their minds and hearts, from their very being. And he came to realize in an instant that he was standing before the sacred, that God had come to visit him. And so he prepared for them 
a meal with the resources he had, and his wife worked hard to prepare it. There before him, these three angels, representing the presence of God, shared with him a truth that lifted up his heart, that his wife would bear a child, even though she had been barren, and that new hope would come for his family. In the Gospel today, we see an interesting dynamic between the role of Martha and Mary as they welcome Jesus into their home. Whether we are men or women, I think that the characters of Martha and Mary are sort of important touchstones for each of us when we think about our own life of faith. We see that Mary, when welcoming Jesus, offers him the best seat in her home and sits by him to be with him, to listen to his word, to share in conversation, to care for him. Whereas the other sister, Martha, spends her time running around the kitchen, preparing a meal, serving Jesus, but being distracted by the fact that she has the Lord in her home. A question that today's Gospel invites us to reflect upon is which sister are we in our daily lives? Are we the one always running around from task to task, trying to get things done, noble they may be, but almost running on what we would say today to be autopilot, to be allowing the things of our day to shape the way that we live our day, allowing time and scheduling and responsibilities, cleaning and cooking and driving, answering phone calls, responding to email. Are these the things that pull us forward every day of our lives, that shape the way we behave, that shape the way we act? Are we reactors? Do we allow these things to take control of what we think and how we are to be. In a sense, Martha did that, and she was somewhat chastised by Jesus, while Mary simply sat before the Lord. In our own lives, we can even take this to our life of prayer of going to church, of checking off the box, of volunteering, of being at the raffle, of helping with a Christmas drive, of raising money to build something in the church. And we can sometimes think that the work itself is enough. But what we know from the life of the martyrs here at the shrine teaches us that we are to go a little deeper, as the Gospel suggests today. Not to say that those things aren't of value and good and that we shouldn't do them. Of course, we should. But do they drive us, or does our love and relationship with Jesus invite us, guide us, shape us? Some of you may not be aware that for many of the first years of the mission here to Heronia, the Jesuits spent most of their times living in the longhouses with the First Nations people. They ate what they ate. They slept the way they did. They gave up many things that they were used to in their own culture because they tried to adapt to the culture of the First Nations people, of the Wendat people. 
It was sometimes even difficult for them to say Mass. It was difficult for them to have their time of quiet prayer in the morning because they would always be interrupted by inquisitive members of the Longhouse who wondered what they were doing. They couldn't go off on their own into the forest to pray because that was seen to be suspicious in the culture. Of course, the Longhouse had no walls, and so all saw everything at all times and could share in anything. If something was left aside, it meant it was able to be taken and to be borrowed and to be used, perhaps would disappear for some time. It was in this kind of crucible that Brebeuf and some of the other missionaries grew to be great masters of the language. They wrote dictionaries, they wrote songs in the Wendat language, they translated the Bible, the New Testament, into the Wendat language so that it could be spoken at masses serving these people. And great things were done. And yet, a decision was made many years after their mission had been established to build the residence that you see across the way of St. Marie. It was convenient, it was centrally located so that they could go out to the missions. But it was also, and almost most importantly, in the mind of the superior at the time, a place to step away, to step away so that the missionaries could come back renewed. It was a place of prayer. It was a place for their annual eight-day retreat. It was a place for them to have the Blessed Sacrament before them so that they could visit the chapel when they wished to, and they could actually have some time to meditate and to be with Christ. This was seen as important to them because ultimately they believed that it was their relationship with Jesus, it was their love for Christ, it was that quiet time that they took in prayer that shaped who they were to become and what they did. Sisters and brothers, today in the Gospel, we are invited to reflect on the great care, true, of Martha, but also the contemplative spirit of Mary. You are already well on your way as pilgrims today because you have dedicated this day to walk with the martyrs and with Christ, believing that somehow in your life that will bring about healing, renewal, a new perspective on the world, and help to center you in some way. Today we are invited to be Mary, sitting before Jesus, growing in love for Jesus, growing in strength through being with Jesus. Today we are invited, like Brebeuf and his companions, to set a day apart, to go to a sacred place, to celebrate the Eucharist, to pray for those who we love, to ask for God's intercession in our life. He knows how important that is, and he is here with us to pray with us to Jesus today as we approach him in the holy relics, as we light a candle on the grounds, as we take some time to walk through the natural beauty of this land in the beautiful day we've been given, to find Christ and to ask ourselves, what am I doing as I am before the Lord? What ought I be doing in my life as I am before the Lord? What should I be doing in my life as I am before the Lord, whose arms are always open to embrace and to guide us? Inspired by the living word, let us stand and profess our faith in the living God as we say the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, 
and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Having professed our living faith in Christ, let us now offer him all of our hopes and desires. Let us pray for all the pilgrims who have gathered here today on the Croatian pilgrimage and all of us here who seek to walk with St. John de Brebeuf and his companions, that in doing so we pray we may grow in our relationship with Jesus. We pray to the Lord. Let us pray for all the needs we have of body and mind and heart, those needs we carry with the martyrs to Christ this day that we may find healing in those places of pain and suffering and true grace and gratitude in those moments we have of joy and faith. For this grace, we pray to the Lord. Let us pray for the poor in the communities around us, those at the guesthouse shelter, those suffering from mental struggle at Waypoint, for those who suffer from loneliness, that they may feel the healing hand of Christ in their lives and true justice. We pray to the Lord. And we take a moment in silence to offer our own prayers to Christ. For these intentions, we pray to the Lord counting always on our Blessed Mother who joins us as we pray, we say together, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed be the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Jean de Brebeuf. Saint Gabriel Alma. Saint Jean de Lalande. Saint René Goupy. Saint Charles Garnier, Saint Antoine Daniel, Saint Isaac Jug, Saint Joseph, Patron of Canada, Holy Mary, Queen of Martyrs.
Pray, sisters and brothers, that my sacrifice and yours may be made acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. O God, who in one perfect sacrifice brought to completion varied offerings of the law, accept, we pray, this sacrifice from your faithful servants and make it holy as you bless the gifts of Abel, so that what each has offered to the honor of your majesty may benefit the salvation of all. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For by his birth he brought renewal to humanity's fallen state, and by his suffering canceled out our sins. By his rising from the dead, he has opened the way to eternal life, and by his ascending to you, O Father, he has unlocked the gates of heaven. And so, with the company of angels and the saints, we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the font of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these most sacred mysteries. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me.
the mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, and Thomas, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles, with St. John de Brebeuf and his companions, and with all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus the Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other a sign of Christ's peace.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Happy are those called to the supper of the Lamb.
Let us pray. Graciously be present to your people, we pray, O Lord, and lead those you have imbued with heavenly mysteries to pass from former ways to newness of life through Christ our Lord. Again, I wish to thank you for your presence here today and for the time you've dedicated to be with the martyrs and with Christ. I also want to thank you for your patience as you walk around the grounds. Yesterday we welcomed almost 9,000 people from the Tamil community, some couple thousand of which were Hindu. Around the property, you may see that we are still cleaning up from that event. There was a lot to clean up. So please, again, be patient with us as my staff are working hard even during this Mass. But I hope you do see the beauty of the grounds and enjoy them. If it's your first time coming this season, you may have noticed a little more work that we continue to do to improve the Martyr Shrine. Most recently, we placed a new foundation wall along our three buildings that was filled with cracks and damage when I arrived here as director that unfortunately cost over $100,000 to fix. You may have noticed, too, as you'll hear, of a drive that we have to help to preserve the church. I invite you to listen to that closely before our final prayer. After Mass, I'll be offering a blessing with the relics of the martyrs, and all are welcome to come forward and receive that. As Father mentioned, the Jesuit fathers have been informed that the fire suppression system in this beautiful church needs to be replaced this year. The total unexpected cost of the project is $275,000. We have therefore begun a Tuni drive this season to pay for the project. If every pilgrim who comes this season gives an extra Tuni, $2, by God's grace, we will have the funds required. At the back of the church, you'll see a small plastic church where you may place your toonie. Any support would be greatly appreciated as we care for this holy site. Thank you for your generosity. And I think it would be appropriate for us to also thank at this point, St. Margaret Deville Choir for their excellent work. Thank you very much for coming. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Mass is ended. Go forth serving the Lord through your lives.